seconds tick off. It is over. The Carolina Panthers, champions of the NFC, are headed to Super Bowl 50. The Asbin and Budic Show. Jake Asbin alongside Dan Budic. First of many shows out here in the City of Angels. We're live from our apartment, E118, in the Oakwood Apartments here. Right on the borderline of Burbank, California, and L.A. Right near the Warner Bros. lot, which we've been to a couple times. Very nice place. Good restaurants over there, Dan. And obviously, first of many shows we're going to be doing out here in Los Angeles. Very excited to be able to have the opportunity, first off, to be able to do the show while we're out here studying for four months in L.A. For those who don't know, I'm interning at Fox Sports this semester. Dan is interning with NBC Sports Radio. And before we really dive into the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, the prop bets, everything we always do when we talk about the big game, Super Bowl 50, special thank you to the Park School of Communications, Dean Gajewski and Dean Roberts, for this wonderful equipment we're using right now and the Pro Tools software we edit our show on giving us the opportunity to be able to bring this show from Ithaca, New York, all the way out, 3,000 miles away to Los Angeles. Absolutely, and what better way to kick off uh, Aspen and Beauty Show in L.A. than talk about Super Bowl 50. This weekend, here in California, San Francisco, Bay Area, and it's going to be a good game. I mean, you got the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos. So many storylines. Cam Newton uh, on the Broncos side. You have Peyton Manning, what could possibly be his final game in the National Football League. He has a chance to win not only his second Super Bowl, but the Broncos' first Super Bowl since 1998, and he could be that quarterback to take two franchises to two Super Bowl championships. So to, to, to a Super Bowl championship each. And I mean, this was the second trip with the Broncos, which is unbelievable. But it could be his final game, his final moment in the sun come Sunday. And what I love about this game, if you're a football fan, A, you know, Dan and I, if you listen to the show, you know we're both big Jeff fans. And with the Jets not in it, obviously, but New England losing two weeks ago to this Broncos team for the first time in over a year since the last time Denver was in the Super Bowl two years ago against the Seahawks, I have no rooting interest in this one. I just want to watch a good football game. I don't have to root against New England. I don't have to be you know begging whatever team plays the Patriots to find a way to get it done. Denver did what they had to do two weeks ago. And now we have two great football teams going at it. You have stars all across the football field. But if you're the NFL, you have Peyton Manning with a chance to go off. Most likely this will be his last game. Go off into the sunset as a two-time Super Bowl champion or the up-and-coming superstar of this league for the next 10 years. And Cam Newton gets his chance in his first appearance at a Super Bowl to go for his first ring after having a remarkable regular season. He's going to be the MVP. By the time you listen to this, he might already be named the MVP. So you look at Cam Newton and what he's accomplished, and he has a chance to go for a ring, while Manning on the other side has a chance to solidify his legacy, get his second ring, and then go out on top. You can't ask for a better headline story when you look at Super Bowl 50 in San Francisco taking place this Sunday. And you look two years ago, the last time the Denver Broncos went to the Super Bowl, uh, they played a very good Seattle Seahawks team. They lost. They got smoked. Uh, 45-8 to in Super Bowl 48 in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And two years later, a little different of a storyline. Peyton Manning and this Broncos offense, still good, not as prolific as it was two years ago. And now we look at the Denver Broncos, one of the best defenses in the league. They're more of a defensive powerhouse than you look at a few years ago where they were beating people offensively. So a much different team over the course of two years uh, than the Broncos were a couple of years ago. Much different uh, path they took to Super Bowl 50 than they did Super Bowl 48. And then the Carolina Panthers, I mean, 17-1 record coming into Super Bowl 50. 7-8-1 just last year. To, to, to win 17 of 18 games in the National Football League, it, it's remarkable. I don't know how they done and it. In the fashion they've done it. I mean, they played a good two weeks ago. They played a really good team in the Arizona Cardinals, and they smoked them. They smoked them. They beat the garbage out of them. They beat up Seattle. I know the game ended up being close. Seattle came back in the second half. Kudos to them. But 
They dominated that they game, dominated too. They dominated that game. I mean, this, this Carolina team is a different breed than any team I've seen in the last six, seven years as far as putting people away, scoring points at will, and that's why I love the matchup. Cam Newton and the prolific offense of the Carolina Panthers going up against this, pa- this pass rush. You look at Von Miller. You look at DeMarcus Ware. You look at the guys that the Denver Broncos have coming from the outside. That's what makes this matchup so big. I love the offense of the Carolina Panthers going up against that Denver D. And you just look at this game from the standpoint, uh, this Panthers team, they were great this year, but they were great out of nowhere. I just mentioned their record to you before. I mean, they came out of nowhere. I mean, they were 7-8-1 and one last year. They, you know, they had a fluke playoff win over you know uh, Drew Stanton and whoever started for the Cardinals last year. Half the team was injured in that playoff game. A year later, they're in the Super Bowl. And you look at how they did it, you made a great point. They didn't just get to the Super Bowl. To get to the Super Bowl, they had to be the defending champion Seattle Seahawks. And for the most part, they dominated them for most of that football game. And what you were just saying, the Cardinals, the team that everyone thought would be the representative in the NFC if it wasn't Carolina, well, you know what? Carolina smoked them. Cam Newton's playing unbelievable. And I think one of the things that gets overlooked about this Panthers team is their defense is one of the most complete units we've seen in a long time, especially in the linebacking core. Luke Keekley is the first uh, you know guy that's had back-to-back games, which he has pick sixes in the postseason. He's been tremendous. That front's been tremendous. Obviously, you know about Josh Norman and their secondary, but they have playmakers all over the field and all the talks about Cam Newton. But this Carolina team is as complete as a football team as we've had in a long time. Carolina's really good. And I think it's so funny when you talk about Carolina. You really start off at the beginning of the season, you know, they're undefeated. And, you know, I feel like we didn't really take them seriously as as a serious Super Bowl contender until they were the last undefeated team left. And then you were like... They just kept winning. And you were like, not only are they winning, they're beating the garbage out of... Do you remember... Really good teams in the National Football League. Do you remember on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys? Tony Romo was back. No, we thought that was the day that Carolina was going to fall. And they were going to lose. What did they do? They smoked Dallas. And don't say Dallas was injured. Dallas had Tony Romo in that game. They were healthy. They were ready to go. And they got blown out of their own building, the Dallas Cowboys did, in that Thanksgiving matchup. That, to me, kind of triggered the you know the light bulb in my mind. Maybe they are for real. And what have they done week after week? They continue to win games, a lot of times in dominant fashion. And you have a team in Carolina coming into this game about as hot as you could possibly be. But the only question I have from the Denver standpoint is, hey, Peyton Manning, his best two games this year have been when he's had time to rest his arm. You look a couple of weeks ago against the Steelers, a lot of drops didn't really indicate how well he did play in that one. And against the Green Bay Packers on a Sunday night game earlier this season off a bye, Manning had a very good game there too. So I think the bye week will benefit Denver. And I, just, I think Carolina is going to play well. I don't think they're going to come out flat. They're going to be ready to play. I just wonder if maybe the time off in between their shellacking of the Cardinals to, you know, two weeks later to Super Bowl Sunday, will that have an effect on them in this game? A lot of people thought the layoff after Week 17 had two weeks off to prepare, played the Seattle Seahawks, and they really beat uh, beat them pretty good. So I, I don't think the layoff's going to have that big of an effect on them. But obviously, with all the hype around this Super Bowl and the expectations, I think, of being the favorite in the Super Bowl for Carolina and a young football team, a team with... Nobody on the roster, really, with Super Bowl experience, it could hurt them. And you look at this Denver team and how they got here, we were just talking about it. It's so different than they did in years past. Built on defense, not built on Peyton Manning's arm. They had two different quarterbacks have to win them games this year, whether it was Manning before he got hurt, Manning when he came back, obviously in the postseason. But Brock Osweiler started some big games for them, won them some big games. They're not the one seed without Brock Osweiler. So this Denver team offensively, you know, they're built on trying to run the football. They completely changed their offensive system under Gary Kubiak in his first year. They're built on defense, which is something they weren't two years ago when they got blown out by the Seahawks. Obviously, for them to win, I really think they're going to have to play as well as they did two weeks ago when they played the Patriots, when Tom Brady, the best quarterback I've ever seen in my lifetime, was made human. He looked human, and I know he had the the potential game-winning drive at the end there, but they hit him on nearly every play. And the problem for Denver in that game was they didn't do enough offensively in the second half, only scoring three points. I'll tell you what, if they only have a half where they score three points, they will not win. I don't care what team it is. No, you're right. And uh, they're going to have to be more prof- uh, prolific on offense. They're going to have to try to you know, be opportunistic, be a little creative. I think we saw that uh, against New England. They knew – you know, this is not the type of team that's going to be able to throw the ball, you know, 45 times. They're going to have to run the ball, and I think that's what they're committed to. Emmanuel Sanders earlier today, you know, stepped to the podium, spoke to 
uh, the media and talked about that and said this is a team that has prides itself on running the football. You know, we're going to run the football 25, 30 times a game, maybe even more depending on the game plan, and we're going to work the passes off that. That's just the type of offense that happened. And two years ago, this offense was completely different. They were throwing the ball 55 times. Manning was throwing 1,000 touchdown passes uh, in the season, all these to Wes Welker, this and that. They're setting records left and right. Two years later, it's a much different offense, a much different offense that prides itself on running the football. And now they're in a spot where if they don't hold Carolina to 20 points or less, I don't know how they're going to win the game. You know, I think it's going to be a close one. I think 20 has got to be the number, though, if they're going to win. Because realistically, how many points are you going to expect out of this Denver offense? You know, this is not the same Pete Manning that could throw 30 times a game, maybe go 27 to 30, throw three touchdowns. That's just not the case anymore. And obviously, turnovers. That's the biggest thing that Peyton Manning has been able to do this postseason. He hasn't turned the football over. If he has a rough game or a couple of interceptions, maybe a fumble if Carolina gets some pressure. Because I just don't know if Carolina is going to play poorly. I think Denver's defense has to play great, has to hold Cam Newton. But even if they hold Cam Newton, how many points are they really holding him to? Peyton Manning's in a spot where he can't turn the football over. They're going to need to find a way to score some points. They can't have a half like they did, as I just said, two weeks ago, where they only scored three points in the second half. They won't win. Well, they got to find creative ways to win. they got to maybe take the ball away a few times from Carolina. But the thing is, Carolina hasn't turned the ball over all season. They've been one of the uh, the best teams at protecting the football. They haven't fumbled it all this year. And the turnovers have, haven't been at a premium. They're not turning the football. They have to win the turnover battle. Well, this Denver D has to well, force turnovers. Well, if you're not going to force the turnovers, you can't turn over the football. And that's something that has bugged Peyton this season. You know, obviously not the last couple of weeks, but in the regular season when he played, was the turnover. Well, Peyton, he got through 17 interceptions yeah, he, and nine touchdowns. Yeah, 9 to 17, I was just about to say. And you're absolutely right about that. And the thing with Cam Newton's been doing is he's so complete. So even when you're getting pressure on him, he's a linebacker back there. He can run people over. We've never seen a quarterback built like the way Cam Newton is and I think Jerry Rice made a good point when he was speaking on some of the talk shows over at Radio Row you know he's the kind of quarterback that if you were a test lab you would genetically try to build a guy that's big and strong could built like a linebacker has speed like a running back and has the arm strength of any top quarterback in the league you know you talk about you know the prototypical quarterback that you want built for the modern day NFL and that's Cam Newton right now especially with the regular season he had and as I said earlier by the time we finish up this podcast he might already be named the MVP of the league because we all know it's coming and it's funny with this Super Bowl and you also look at the quarterback battle you have Peyton the classic quarterback tall pocket passer throws the ball been doing it for 20 years since he was taken first overall in it uh, by the Indianapolis Colts, and now on the other side for the for the NFC champion Carolina Panthers, you have a number one overall pick, but a new breed, a new generation of quarterbacks. Not only can he stick in the pocket, take a hit, throw the ball downfield, but he's like a running back back there. He can move left and right. He's not afraid to take a hit outside of the pocket. And I think uh, Cam said it either today or yesterday. He said, you know, more injuries happen to quarterbacks in the pocket, and that's why he said he's not afraid to get outside the pocket, take a big hit and try to push for extra yardage. And, you know, with certain quarterbacks, that costs you when quarterbacks try to pick up extra yardage. They fumble the ball. They're not protected with the football. They don't They don't really know how to run. Well, Cam Newton knows how to run. He is that perfect type of balance between airing the ball out 40 yards downfield and also being able to run the ball 40 yards if he has to. He's just He really is that next-generation quarterback. We talked about it, uh, Russell Wilson. We talked about it with RG3 when he first broke into the league, that next-generation quarterback. Well, Cam Newton has proven he's that guy. Well, you look at the NFC representatives the past couple of years. You had Kaepernick, who was in the Super Bowl, and this is when Colin Kaepernick was still playing. Like the guy that Ron Jaworski once said has a chance to be the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Then, of course, you had Russell Wilson, who's been there the past two years, and now Cam Newton. So you look at the NFC representatives, they're all this type of quarterback that we keep speaking about, the guy that could run and pass the, the dual-threat quarterback. And Cam Newton is a step above Russell Wilson and, and Colin Kaepernick because of the way he's built that six foot five, 280-pound linebacker for a quarterback back there. Cam Newton has just been tremendous all season long. Did 35 touchdowns, only 10 interceptions. But what he does rushing the football, what he does extending plays with his legs, he's going to win the MVP this year. And if he's at his best, I don't see how Denver 
will win this football game. The key for Denver is going to be slowing him down and getting anything you can get out of Peyton Manning and this offense. They're going to need to be able to put up some points. They're going to have to find a way to slow down this Carolina uh, this Carolina offense. And with Peyton, I mean, it comes down to not turning over the football. We talked about it before, and if the bottom line is they can't turn over the football. They're not going to win this game if they lose the turnover battle. And for Peyton, he's got to ride into the sunset. He's got a chance. He's very fortunate that his last game, most likely his last game of his NFL career, will be Super Bowl 50, and he has a chance to win his second ring and his first as a Denver Bronco. And before we break, got to talk about the coaches in this one, Dan. Obviously, Gary Kubiak, first year with the Denver Broncos. A lot of people ridiculed that decision saying, hey, you know, why are they hiring a guy that had no success in the playoffs with the Houston Texans? Well, John Elway has a relationship with him. He was Elway's backup when Kubiak was in Denver. Right. And in his first year, he becomes the sixth head coach to ever lead a team to the Super Bowl. And you got to give credit to Gary Kubiak. He completely changed his offense. But we were talking about this earlier. This Denver team not built on offense, built on their defense. They're tough. That's what John Elway wanted. So Elway deserves credit. He deserves credit for hiring Kubiak. And Kubiak deserves credit for putting together an outstanding football team, coaching them up. And obviously Wade Phillips has done a tremendous job as defensive coordinator of this Denver Broncos team. And then on the other side, Ron Rivera, you know, he was on the hot seat not too long ago. Now 17-1 this season. Are you kidding me? He's done a tremendous job. And I think a lot of people realize how good of a coach not only Gary Kubiak is, but of course Ron Rivera as and, well. And the thing with Gary Kubiak coming in as the as the head coach of the uh, Denver Broncos is usually a head coach comes in and maybe the first year or two years, you know, expectations are minimal. Ron Rivera came in, he took over a one in fifteen team. They had the first overall, oh, excuse me, they had the first overall pick. They took Cam Newton, and the rest really is history. Kubiak comes in, forty year old quarterback, uh, a disappointing end to last season. Of course, didn't. Uh, get to a Super Bowl, obviously, the Patriots won the AFC. And now, first year, expectations super high. John Elway, GM, really, the last year, we didn't know going in how much Peyton had left in the tank. And here, despite so much adversity at the quarterback position, the main position you need to have success at if you want to go to a Super Bowl, they really, they didn't have great success out of it. It's amazing they got to a Super Bowl with really, for the most part, I would say, 80%, 80%, not 85 to 90% of this season, they got really mediocre quarterback play. And they're, they're in the Super Bowl. So you got to give credit to the coaching staff, uh, the offensive coaching staff, defensive coach staff, and, of course, Gary Kubiak, who, who really put it all together this year and led the Broncos to a Super Bowl. And before we break that, i got to ask you, who do you think John Fox is rooting for in this one? John Fox, for those who don't know, the head football coach of the Chicago Bears, the last coach to bring the Carolina Panthers to a Super Bowl, and the Denver Broncos was John Fox. Who do you think he's rooting for on this one? I think he's rooting for Carolina only because the Broncos are his most recent employer. And I think, you know, the way it ended between John and John Elway... It wasn't on good terms. It wasn't on good terms. I think he left Carolina on pretty good terms only because the team was 1-15. And I think, you know, he knew a change was going to be made uh, way before it was. I think the ending to the relationship with the Broncos was a little uh, nastier than it was And the players at Carolina aren't as much John Fox's players as they are in Denver where, you know... Oh, yeah, it was basically his team. I mean, Kubiak, we were just talking about, it. he's in his first year as the head coach of the Broncos. No, and, and that's why I think maybe he's pulling for Carolina. And also, Carolina's never won a Super Bowl before. They've been there, obviously, with Fox as the head coach, and they lost in very tough fashion to the Patriots. But I, I, if I had to guess, I would say he's pulling for Carolina. But tough situation. He's the last guy to coach both these teams. Really, it's pretty funny. And, Dan, when we come back, we'll focus on the two quarterbacks in this game, including what this game will do for Peyton Manning's legacy if he finds a way to go out on top of the win. Unflippable, unflappable, unleakable. The Gus Buster is the only umbrella that won't flip inside out, rip, tear, or leak. Capable of withstanding winds over 55 miles per hour. All of our umbrellas are constructed of the finest quality materials and backed by a limited lifetime guarantee. What are you waiting for? Visit GusBuster.com and get your GusBuster today. From the East Coast to the West Coast, it's the Asman and Budic Show from Los Angeles, California. Back here on the Asman and Budic Show live from Los Angeles, California. Dan Budic alongside Jake Asman. Moving towards the Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning, what possibly could be, we've talked about it, his last game in the National Football League 
Super Bowl 50. So I pose the question to you, Jake. If Peyton Manning wins this Super Bowl or loses his Super Bowl, what does it do to his legacy? I, I, we were kind of talking about this off the air, Dan. I think if Manning wins, obviously he gets a second Super Bowl. First off, he wins two Super Bowls. He matches his brother. You put him in an elite company, and the fact that he would be the first quarterback ever to win two Super Bowls with two different teams as a starting quarterback. So he'd be the first to ever do that. You'd put him up with the ranks of some of the guys that have been all-time greats. I think Peyton Manning is already an all-time great, but if he gets a second championship with a second team, I think that only helps his resume. But I think if he loses this game, and as long as he doesn't play awful, it's not like a couple years ago when his team just gets killed by Seattle when that Super Bowl was played in New York, Super Bowl 48. I think if Peyton Manning goes out there and they play all right, and they lose. Carolina's better. I don't think anyone's going to slam Peyton. However, Peyton can somehow have a really good game, even a decent game, and Denver finds a way to win, and he could retire on top. You're going to remember Peyton Manning in a different way. As football fans, we know Peyton Manning's great. You know, Peyton Manning's the, the childhood quarterback I grew up watching. You know, he's all I know in the National Football League, him and Tom Brady. I think he's the best regular season quarterback of all time. But if he wins, he, gets, he goes out on top with two rings, a dominant uh, resume. He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about that. Win number 200. He'll finish above 500 with his postseason record at 14 and 13. It will certainly help him if he wins. However, if he loses, I don't think it will kill him unless, as I just said, you know, the Broncos get smoked and he doesn't play well. Yeah, and I think the thing two years ago in Super Bowl 48 was the fact that, you know, this Super Bowl, they're coming in as big underdog. You know, five and a half point underdog. Right now, going into Sunday, you know they're clearly the underdog. Super Bowl forty-eight, you know it was pretty evenly matched. Uh, you know I don't know if on my head, I'm pretty sure the Broncos were favored in that. Super they Bowl. were. You know, so the Broncos were a he- were, were a favorite in that Super Bowl, and they came out, and not not only did they lose, they were never in the game. They never showed up. You know, they didn't show up to MetLife Stadium that day. My thing with Peyton Manning is he's an all-time great. I don't think this game affects his legacy at all. Unless what you said happens, he goes out and plays a terrible game, throws four interceptions, throws for 75 yards, you know, then I think, you know, it doesn't kill his legacy, but it, it does taint it a little bit. You know, the fact that in his last two Super Bowls, he would have gone out and played poorly, but I look at this. He has taken two franchises to two Super Bowls. He went to two Super Bowls in with the Colts, won one, lost one. He, this is his second trip with the Broncos. He is the only quarterback that I think you will ever see that a franchise quarterback, an all-time great, that will be remembered as two with two teams. He'll be remembered as a Bronco, and he's going to be remembered as a Colt. The fact that he's taken the Broncos to two Super Bowls. The only other Bronco to ever do that, to take the Broncos to multiple two Super Bowls, was John Elway. So he's the second-best quarterback the Broncos have ever had. And I think he will be remembered that way in, in Denver Denver sports history. And I think what's amazing about what Manning has done is Peyton Manning didn't have Bill Belichick coaching him for every year I of mean, his he's career. He's a new coach every time he's been to the Super Bowl. Four times he's been to the Super Bowl now, and four different times he's had a different head coach. Every time he's been to the Super Bowl, whether it was Tony Dungy or Jim Caldwell early on, or we were talking about it earlier uh, before our last break, John Fox was the previous coach two years ago, and now Gary Kubiak. Peyton Manning has never had a dominant Hall of Fame coach coaching him besides Dungy early on in his career. That was a long time ago, and he won his only Super Bowl with Tony Dungy all the way back in Super Bowl 41 nine years ago, back in 2006. But now you look at where this Broncos team is, and if they go out there and they stun everybody and they pull off a victory, you know, it only enhances Peyton Manning's legendary resume. But this idea that Peyton Manning, if he loses this game, it will hurt him, I don't buy that. Unless he absolutely is just terrible and they get killed again, I think we know what Peyton Manning is. One game is not going to define who Peyton Manning, the quarterback, is. This will only help him. I don't think it will hurt him. But this has been an ongoing conversation with Peyton. Really, his whole career, he can't win the big game. He's not good. He's not as good as Tom Brady because he doesn't win the big games. He doesn't win in the playoffs. A 13-13 playoff record, obviously you said it. A win would put him over five hundred. I think if he wins this game, if the Denver Broncos win this game, you will never, ever hear again that Peyton Manning wasn't a big-game quarterback. I think if he wins this Super Bowl and goes off, and the last memory that uh, football fans have of Peyton Manning is him hoisting the Vince Lombardi trophy as a Denver Bronco, I think all those conversations are going to go to rest. But if he loses, you know, those on Monday morning, those conversations are going to happen. Uh, you know, how is Peyton going to be remembered? How What's his legacy like? A losing record in the Super Bowl, lost two Super Bowls for the Denver Broncos. 
you know, what's his legacy going to be remembered by? I don't think it affects it, but I will tell you something. If they do win this game on Sunday, I don't think you will hear Peyton Manning not being a big-game quarterback. I don't think you'll hear that ever again. I think it will put it to rest if the final memory people have of him is of the world champion. And if he can go out on top, what a storyline. It's, it it's just an unbelievable story. Because the thing with Peyton Manning, and he's different from other uh, quarterbacks we've had in this league, Peyton Manning's one of the most likable athletes, not just football players, but athletes we've had in the past 20 years. You know, you think of dominant athletes, you think of guys that are represented in commercials that are stars bigger than just their sports. You think of Derek Jeter, you think of Peyton Manning, you think of even Tom Brady, you think of Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. Well, really, I, I think more so Peyton, if you're making the Jeter, I think it's Peyton is the Jeter comparison for football. I mean, Peyton is that poster boy. He's likable. He's outgoing. He's the golden boy of the he's NFL. The golden boy. He's what Derek Jeter was to baseball. He is that to football, and I think... You know, like when Derek left baseball, you know, a little over a year ago, year two years ago. You know, it's it's emotional because you know for us, he's all we knew. You said it before. Peyton Manning is football. You know, to me, as long as I've been watching the National Football League, he's been either quarterback in the Indianapolis Colts, the best in football, or at the top of his game with the Denver Broncos. But I think if Peyton wins this Super Bowl. I think what what a story, not only because it's his final, it would be his final year, but because of the season he's had. He was awful for most of this season. He was dreadful. He got benched. He was hurt. He got benched for Brock Osweiler. You go back seven weeks ago. I mean, we I mean, we were talking about it. We didn't think we'd ever see Peyton Manning play again. And here he is starting the Super Bowl. Well, if you would have told someone that, you know, five weeks ago Peyton Manning would start the Super Bowl, <laughs> I don't think anyone would believe it. I wouldn't have. First off, no one would think they'd get by New England in the way they did. Second off, Brock Osweiler was not only this team's starting quarterback, but he was playing well. All of a sudden, he hit kind of that rookie wall. I know he's not a rookie, but doesn't have a lot of experience. Went through a bit of a slump in his second year in the league, or whatever it is, third or fourth year. How many years, Brock? Really, first year playing. First, so, uh, basically a rookie year of experience-wise. Yeah. Anyway, never really saw game action. So Osweiler gets in there. Oh, of course, he made, a, made a, <laughs> an appearance. Maybe we'll make an appearance this time around. Won't be good if you're a Bronco fan. You see Brock Osweiler out there. But, you know, moving on to my point, the bottom line is Peyton Manning, no one thought this guy would be the quarterback for this team, get another opportunity. He saves them. He comes back. He plays well against Pittsburgh. His defense did everything possible to help them move on two weeks ago against the Patriots, but now Manning's presented with an unbelievable opportunity where if he goes out there and plays well and shocks everyone, that will make him not only go out on top like a true champion, but the way you think of Peyton Manning, you're right. You'll never be able to say the guy's not a big-game quarterback. He's got two championships, and if he plays well, and who knows, maybe he's an MVP. Could you imagine what the sports world would do? You know what's so funny is John Elway had the same tag to him. I mean, John Elway went to three Super Bowls uh, in the 80s, uh, with with the Broncos, lost them all, and lost them all. I mean, he was he was MP, and they got smoked. They also got smoked. You know, they, they got smoked in some Super Bowls. They got killed. They they lost a, a a heartbreaker to the Giants at the Rose Bowl, not too far from here. Uh, in right up the road, right up, yeah, right right up, up the road, one thirty four. You know, they lost. You know, and people were saying that John Elway wasn't a big quarterback. And John Elway's final two years, he won Super Bowls. And the lasting image we have of John Elway is hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. So I think if Peyton can hoist the Lombardi Trophy, and he's got a chance to do it on come Sunday night, if they are Super Bowl champions, I think the, the notion that Peyton Manning wasn't a big-game quarterback will die. And I think another point that you made earlier, and it's worth noting again, think of all-time great quarterbacks. They're always associated one team. with just one team. And even if Peyton Manning doesn't win this game, I still think you've got to look at his time with the Broncos. When you think of Peyton Manning, you're not just going to think of Indianapolis Colts. You got to remember Peyton Manning for you know a, a starting quarterback that took the Denver Broncos to two Super Bowls. I, I'd be shocked if the Broncos don't retire his number. I really think they will. I mean, he uh, for a team that really since John Elway left has been struggling to find a quarterback. They bring him in and they took a uh, they took a big risk, and I, it certainly paid off. Two AFC championships, obviously a tough loss in Super Bowl Forty Eight, but a chance comes Sunday, you know, to win the franchise's third Super Bowl. And, you know, it's Super Bowl 50. It's a big deal. And, um, you know, for the 50th Super Bowl. And I think if, if Denver can win it, there's no doubt in my mind, you know, even if they lose, you know, Peyton Manning's going to be remembered in, in Denver forever as, well, as a great Bronco. When you make the move for Peyton Manning, you just want a chance to go to a Super Bowl. And he's brought him now to two Super Bowls. So no matter what happens, Peyton Manning's time in Denver has to be viewed Absolutely. as a major success. You didn't know what you were getting when you brought him in. You thought he could, you know, be a guy that, 
could be your franchise quarterback for a couple years and give you a chance to go to a Super Bowl. He was that a lot more. Just two years ago, we set the touchdown record in a single season. And, you know, injuries and, and age towards the end of his career here have slowed Peyton Manning down, and he's not what he was. However, win or lose, the Peyton Manning error in Denver has to be viewed as a major success. Yeah, and if you remember before they got Peyton Manning, the talk was, you know, is it worth it for a team to risk and, and take the risk of signing Peyton and... Man, Tim Tebow before they had Peyton Manning. But the risk of, of, of setting back your franchise a couple of years, and that was a risk the Broncos took. Remember we were talking about whether the Jets should take that risk, and we were saying, no, give Mark Sanchez another year. Ugh. I mean, we and, and, and to be honest with you, you know, I, I'm just as guilty. I didn't want the Jets to go after Peyton because I was concerned about the risk. I, I didn't either. Because you knew if he came to the Jets, he'd never play. He'd be hurt. Well, he'd get he'd, hurt. He'd, he'd get hurt and die, yeah. you know? He'd take one hit, and that was it. His neck would never be the same. Exactly. But, of course, you know, he goes to the Broncos and has a storybook career in Denver, and, and now they're going to their second Super Bowl. If he caps it with a, a Super Bowl, that would be amazing. That'd be amazing. It'd be so great to watch. I want to see it. I, I do. I, as much as I, I – Carolina's a great team, and they deserve – if there's any team that deserves to win a Super Bowl after the season they had, it's it's Carolina. I mean, 17-1. and one, But to see Peyton, to see him hoist the Lombardi before he retires and, and win a Super Bowl and really put the critics to bed because he gets he gets he really gets a raw deal that he can't win a big game um, because he's had some trouble in the playoffs. Well, look at Peyton Manning's career. A lot of times he's taking underperforming teams farther than they ever would because of, of him. And when you go to the playoffs and you play the elite teams in the NFL. You're not going to be able to get by by just yourself. A lot of times Manning was taking teams that weren't very good or very average deep into the playoffs. And I, I think, think it gets overlooked. And, and it does get overlooked because look at the teams he was – look at the guy who was in his way. Tom Brady, who was in the midst of a dynasty. With a Hall of Fame head coach. With a Hall of Fame head coach and some great players around him. You know, and Peyton didn't have that kind of talent around him, especially on the defensive side of the ball. He didn't have a Teddy Bruschi. You know, he didn't have these guys, Ty Law, in the prime of his career on defense. You know, he didn't have those type of guys on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the Colts were not definitely not as good as the Patriots were, but I think he gets a raw deal because his comparison is to Tom Brady because the two best quarterbacks in football forever was Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. And, hey, he's 3-2 against Tom Brady in the postseason Exactly. Now. It seems like if you're a Manning, you could be Brady. And 3-1 in the uh, AFC Championship game. So say whatever you want about Tom Brady. There's no doubt I think he's the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. I think you can make a serious argument that he's the greatest of all time. But the city would act like Peyton Manning is not almost as great or, you know, some would say just as great as Tom Brady when you factor everything together. I think that's ridiculous. So, I mean, America, you know what they're rooting for. We all want to see it. We all want to see Peyton Manning come up, go out on top. It would be amazing. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. We'll make our picks a little bit later on in the show. But I'll tell you what. America wants to see Peyton Manning go out on top. He's the beloved football figure. And they're the underdog. And no one thinks they have a chance. And if he can rise up and play well, and they go out on top, what a story that would and really they're be. The, they're the underdog. I mean, you know, when in, it's so story because really, if you look at Peyton Manning's career, when was he ever really an underdog? You know, he's always the great, the best quarterback in football. Two years ago, 55 touchdowns. But here he is against a younger Hot shot, Cam Newton with everything that comes with, you know. And he's relying on his defense. Exactly. When does Peyton Manning ever have he's, to rely on his defense? A, this is a different Peyton Manning than he was in the prime of his career. But still, you know, he's here and he's he's getting ready to play in Super Bowl 50. But it's, you know, it's it's the the storyline and the storyline, the media made it uh, after the AFC and NFC Championship game. The old, you know, the old quarterback, Peyton Manning, who's just, as quote as he said to Bill Belichick at the end of the title game, in for one, you know, possibly his last rodeo against a young, new generation, athletic guy with a laser arm in Cam Newton. It's a great story. It's going to be a great game. I really believe so. And you look at the past Super Bowls, and you go all the way back to even Super Bowl Forty One. You know, the last time Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl was only time against the Chicago Bears. That was a good game. Obviously, we know what happened in Super Bowl Forty Two. That was the New York Giants against the Patriots, round one. That was an all-time classic game. And from every game on, up until the last time Peyton Manning played in the Super Bowl two years ago against the Seattle Seahawks, we've had some all-time great Super Bowl games. Games that come down to the wire, exciting moments in each of them. I mean, we know what happened last year with you sure. know, Seattle not winning the football. One of the most wacky, crazy endings 
in the history of professional sports. Really one of the wackiest, craziest endings to a football game ever. Nevertheless, super, a Super Bowl. The final 10 minutes of that game. What I mean, are you saying? It, it was the, crazy. That's why we love sports. Yeah, no, it's true. Because if that, I mean, I think, and what was so funny about that was, is uh, about that game, if that happens in week 12, we're talking about it. That's how amazing that game was. If that was a week 12 game, we're talking about it for weeks. And how, how amazing that game was. And it just happened to be. Super Bowl Forty Nine. So, which brings me to my point before we move on to the prop bets, and I got some fun facts we got to discuss, Dan. A lot about guacamole. We'll get to it in a second. What I think is so interesting is everyone's on the Carolina bandwagon. A lot of right. people have them winning by double digits. I mean, the line opened up at three and moved all the way up to five and a half. Five and a half right now. Five like and a half. Said before five, five and a half. half right now, but you know, by the time kickoff, it could be up to six, maybe even six and a half. Depends where the money goes. It's been all on Carolina. And, you know, this is a neutral site game. What Vegas is telling you is that with that line being a five and a half, if this game was played in Carolina, Denver would be nine-point underdogs. N- you know, nine, ten-point underdogs. Which, honestly, which is crazy. It's crazy, but if you think about it, look how good Carolina has been. I know. They, they've I, been they're 17 and one. They're 17 and one. They have smoked just about everyone they've played. But I'll tell you why I think it's going to be close because seven out of the last eight Super Bowls. I, th- are I think close. it'll be close too. I don't think it's going to be us. I don't think any team's blowing out any team. Obviously, no. if there's someone's going to be blowing out, you would think it'd be Carolina blowing out Denver. I would be. I. I would be I would be at a loss for words if Denver blows out Carolina. I, I can't see that. No happening. way. It's it's going to be a close football but, game. But if there if in some situation Carolina did blow out Denver, would you, I wouldn't be that surprised. I'd be surprised to a certain degree. But then again, look how good Carolina is. They're as complete as a football team as there is in the league. I, and I still think Carolina, for whatever reason, kind of has that chip on their shoulder that you know people know they're a great team. But you compare them to other great teams well, of all get, time. I agree that they don't get looked at as, a, as an all-time. They don't get looked at like the New England Patriots got looked at when they were chasing history against the Giants. No, you're right. Or when you've had previous teams that have gone to the Super Bowl after having tremendous regular seasons and go all the way. They're looked at as all-time greats. And I think a lot of that has to do with Cam Newton because he just kind of emerged onto the scene this year. We knew he was good. He's had some we up and down years. But he put it all together this year, and this team is so complete after going 7-8-1 and one the previous year. I think if Carolina goes out there and they play well and they get this win, I mean, what else do you need to do, do to solidify yourself as one of the all-time great teams in the modern NFL to go 18-1 and one if you win the Super Bowl? I mean, we talk about the New England Patriots of 2007-2008 being an all-time great team. They lost in the Super Bowl. They were 17, they were 18-0, and 0, and they lost in the Super Bowl. Carolina wins this game. They'll have the same record as that Patriots team finished with, 18-1, and one, and a Super Bowl championship. You know, this is an all-time great team. To, 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 to win, to play 18 games going into the Super Bowl and win 17 of them, I, in this day and age in football, when anyone could be anyone on any given Sunday, to, to do that is it's really mind-boggling. It's unbelievable. And the fashion they've won some of these football games, especially in the playoffs, to smoke Seattle, the defending NFC champions, uh, two-time defending NFC champions, to smoke Arizona, a team that I thought could win the Super Bowl, to smoke them in the way Except they did. Carson Palmer showed up. My exactly. God. Awful. But I'm saying in general, I, this team has beaten everyone. And they, they are, the storyline is root for Peyton Manning, but what Carolina is doing is remarkable. And if they win this game, I mean, they're on the cusp of, of history. I mean, they, one? I think they are. They are. They're a significantly better football team than, than Denver. I mean, I think they are. But it doesn't mean they, they can they can they they can lose. It doesn't mean they can't lose. What concerns me is everyone likes Carolina, and when everyone likes one side, you're right? Yeah. Usually it goes the other side. Just look two weeks no, ago. You're right. Everyone loved New England. Look what happened. You're right. I was shocked New England lost that game. So was I. But at the same time, Vegas usually is on to something. But you know what? That that. You're right. I just it's it, I can't see it just it's going to take a perfect game for Denver to win. They really have to play their best football. They're going to have to play great in special they teams. Play, they're going to need turnovers on I defense. I expect their defense to play well because their defense has played well all year. It's the best defense in football. Their defense is going to play well. My concern is is how how if it does get into a, a situation where it is not a shootout but you're talking late in the game, you know, 21-21 uh 14-14, 14, 
is this Denver offense going to be able to put up last five minutes of the game punch for punch with this Carolina offense? No, Are they going to be able to do it? No question, though. For Denver to win, I think they got to have a low-scoring game. They need a game that's like 2017 or 17-14, like it was for the Are Giants against the able, Patriots. Are they going to be able to hold this? I mean, they're a great defensive team. But it seems like no matter what defense this Carolina team's up against, they were up against a pretty good defense in Arizona two weeks ago, and they manhandled them. Got to get pressure. You got to yeah. get pressure. Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware got to have games like they had two weeks and ago. got to wrap up. I mean, it's not like going after Tom Brady. I mean, it's, Cam it's can move. Much different. I mean, you're trying to tackle you know, a middle linebacker out there, dropping back on your center. Cam yeah. Newton is six foot five. He's 200-something It's going to be a great pounds. game. It's going to be an exciting game. I hope so. It's Super Bowl 50. You hope, you hope it's a great game. I, I just hope last five minutes, It's. It, I, just hope, I just hope it's within three points, four points. And, and it's a close game. Team can drive and, and get the win. And that's all you can ask for. And, and before we move on to problem, that's real quick. How great is it knowing that New England's not in it? Oh, yeah. We just get to sit back, watch the game, yeah. we'll have some wings. You know, you're turning 21 on, on Super Bowl Sunday. You'll have your first ever beer. I know you're looking forward to it. Yeah, of course. You know, so we'll have a good time watching the game, and New England's not in it. Obviously, I'm rooting for Peyton Manning, but we'll find out what happens there. You just want a close game. It's all you can ask you for. Want, you want a close game, and, and you know what the thing is with the Super Bowl? There's so much hype. Two weeks. 14 days of hype, media day, all the garbage they do this week, and when the game's a clunker like it was two years ago, it's so disappointing. It's it's just so disappointing. And the league's disappointed, too. I mean, they hype up this game two years ago with Seattle, the defense up against the offense, and it was just such a, it was a clunker. It was a blowout. You know, it, it's great for football. And I picked Denver in that game, yeah, too. Yeah, so did I. And, but... And a lot of people did. I mean, Denver was the favorite going into that game. That's why it was so amazing they got blown out and got beat in the fact. I mean, they just they didn't show up. I don't even think they practiced. That'd be the Jets if they went to the Super Bowl. They probably get smoked. That would scare me. That, but Denver got smoked. But well, again, the thing is, is is you just hope with the hype around the game in general with the Super Bowl, you want it to be a close game. And you're right, we've been very fortunate. Outside of two years ago, last 10, 12 years, the Super Bowl's been pretty good. I mean, there hasn't been that many blowouts. The games have been very, very good. And that's what the NFL wants. Close game, tight, to the end, keeps the viewer into it. Two years ago, the game was over at halftime. I mean, the game was legitimately over at halftime. Which just stinks. It's, it's annoying. I mean, it's a Super Bowl. Yeah, well, was hopefully this time around for the Broncos, different team, different coach, different style, same quarterback. I, mean, I almost felt two years ago, I was like, can we restart? I mean, I, I mean, it was, that's what it felt like. I mean, it was, it was over. over. It was over five minutes in. It sucked. Well, maybe it'll be good this time around. It's your birthday. It'll be a good, it'll, it'll be a good one. Hopefully it's a good game. I expect it to be. I think if you got some great storylines, you got some great matchups. Are you ready to take some prop bets? I love the prop bets. Line on Lady Gaga's national anthem. The over-unders are 2 minutes and 20 seconds. You going over or you going under on the national anthem? 2 minutes, 20 seconds. I'm going to go under. Under's the move. Under's the move. Out of the last nine Super Bowls, eight of them have been under. Is that typically what it's under? It's 220? Yeah, usually it's about it's under 220. That's the mark. Is that what it takes like, the average person to sing it? Is that I, don't know how, I don't know how to determine how this. NFC has won 16 of the 18 coin tosses, but you could bet on who's going to win the coin toss, either Denver or Carolina. I would always love that I, one. I don't like that prop bet. It's so... It's you could bet on heads or tails as well. Uh, I wouldn't call it. This is, I think, a lock. Archie Manning on the broadcast. The over/under is set at one and a half times. I think he's Why is he e- so low. I think he's easily going to be shown at four, least four least, times. At least twice, two, three times. I think four times. I think they'll show him four times. And I, you think I assume they'll show Eli a couple times. Also, if I'm if I know someone that's involved with the CBS crew, let's say I know who's directing the telecast, right? Who's in the truck? Take camera one. Take camera two. Take Jib. Take Pen. You know all the TVR uh, TV production terms. And I know you're very familiar with these. Sure these fabulous terms, why wouldn't I just place a little money on this and well, tell the right. director, hey, show Archie Manning twice in this uh, this quarter right here. Get out of the way. I think, I think he'll be shown three or four times. I really think so. Here's a good one, too. Golden State Bridge on the broadcast more than once. It's at point five. Oh. I think they'll show the Golden Gate Bridge. I think twice. Yeah, I would go over. Over. Over on that one. Post-game prop bets include what color will the liquid be that is poured on the winning coach? Orange is the favorite at plus 125. These are the odds. Blue, plus 300. Clear, plus 400. Yellow, plus 400. And who will win the Super Bowl MVP mentioned first with the co-favorites of Team, plus 200, and God, plus 200? Depends who's winning it. If it's Peyton Manning, I think he's going to say the team. team. If it's Cam, Cam Newton, Newton, probably God. Cam Newton, probably God. Um, but what about Gatorade? 
What about Gatorade? I'll go with the orange. I'll go with the favorite. Go with orange? Yeah, I'll go with orange. I'll go with blue. Blue? Yeah. What was it last year? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. Carolina Panthers. I was so angry watching yeah, was really, Seattle meltdown. I, I feel like it was clear last year. Yeah, probably very bland and boring. Yeah. Bill Belichick I'm, style. I'll go orange. All right, you're going orange. I'll go blue. Some cool facts about the Super Bowl. 1.3 billion chicken wings were consumed all season. Oh, excuse me, consumed this season. $5 million for a 30-second commercial spot. Every year it's going up. It keeps going up. I mean, the NFL's king. They are absolutely king. I saw one commercial I thought was pretty good. You see the Drake commercial with the T-Mobile? I, I heard it saw it on Twitter. I didn't see it. A little hotline bling. It was, it was funny. It was good. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, Pokemon's got a commercial for their 20-year anniversary. They're a lot of... All these crazy commercials. I hope there's a good Budweiser commercial. There always is. There always is, right? The horse. Was that last year or two years ago? Every year, every year. Every year they do the horse? Yeah. Like a- uh, Clydesdale. That's the name of the horse. Oh, that, I don't know. Yeah. Oh. I like those commercials. Did you know, Dan, uh, Super Bowl 50, here's your cool fact right here. The second highest food consumption day to only Thanksgiving is Super Bowl. I didn't know that. Super Bowl wow. Sunday. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It's, it, it really has become... The Super Bowl is really a national holiday. Well, we should have no work or school the following Monday. Well, I actually don't. <laughs> this is you yeah, actually don't. This is the first year ever. I actually have work. And you're turning 21, yeah. so lucky you. Yeah, but no, you're right. It's, it's a national I holiday. I have work. I will be getting up at 6 in the morning. Oh, well, I will say, what's good about being out here on the West Coast, and for those listening to this podcast, you're well aware we're doing the show from Los Angeles this semester, you know, our Super Bowl on Sunday starts at 3.30. Well, everyone on the East Coast, the majority of our audience... You know, they're dealing with the usual 6.30 start that we've grown accustomed to. I mean, out here. It's a midday Super Bowl. We're getting a 3.30 start, a little late lunch, get some wings going, get some pizza, some popcorn, everything we need to get going. Start a little earlier, gives us some time to watch all the post-game recover, get some sleep, and hey, you know, I do have work tomorrow, or on Monday following Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, it won't be ending so late. But it won't be as bad as, you know, have the game started at 6.30, like it normally does. Well, you're right, because... Yeah, you're right. No, no, no. Much better off. It's a mid- nice mid uh, mid afternoon Super Bowl, three thirty kickoff. Pretty nice. How's this for some statistics on why the Super Bowl is the second highest food consumption day to only Thanksgiving? Fourteen thousand five hundred tons of chips will be consumed. Four thousand tons of popcorn will be consumed, and get this: eight million pounds of guac will also be consumed. A lot of guacamole. Probably about two million pounds of that just by me. By myself, when I hit up Chipotle or Mo, Mo's. Well, that, uh, Chipotle's guac is, uh, I think, unreal. I like their guac. Big fan. It's very good. It's very good guac. They charge enough for it, but it's very good. Yeah, you know, a little extra. They tell you every time. They make sure you know what's a little extra. No, they always do. Tell. What is it, $2? $2. Remember at one point it was like $1.75? I think they jacked it up on us. Oh, the, you know, all the popularity. Should be given away for free after all this E. coli scare. I've been loyal the whole time. That's right. You have been. I've been going nonstop. You, stop, you didn't stop at all. I stopped for about a month. I gave it. I took a month break. I didn't. I was a little nervous. I was relentless. Now I don't care anymore. I'm relentless. I had it for dinner today as we sit here and do this podcast. Great. Yeah. And then the other day, I was just speaking about Chipotle. Um, someone brought it up to me, and I said, no, that's only on the West Coast. And then they're like, we are on the West Coast. I'm like, you're right. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm still going to have it anyways. <laughs> How's this? Winners get $102,000 if you win the Super Bowl. The losers get $51,000. So you can lose and you're still getting paid fifty one grand. Not bad. Not too shabby. I'm surprised. Winners only get $102,000 for the Super Bowl. I actually thought it would be a little more. Yeah, I would think a little more than that. Huh. I guess not. You do get, a, you do get double what the, the loser gets. $102,000 compared to $51,000. Well, if you paid Manning and you win, you get $2 million. Well, exactly. And... Peyton Manning, for those who don't know, took a pay cut of $4 million in the offseason. He got a $2 million bonus for going to the Super Bowl, and if he wins the Super Bowl, he gets another $2 million. But that money doesn't count against the cap. No, it's just a bonus. It's just a bonus, yeah. So they, so he gets his $4 million, it doesn't hit the Broncos' cap. And then they move on. They move on. Prediction time. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. Cue the NFL films and music. I, I've been going back and forth this. I'll let you go first. I, you know, as we're sitting here, I, I, I still don't know where I'm going to pick. So I'll let you go first. I'll try to figure it out right now. Mm. Yeah, it, it's tough. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 27-17 Carolina. Going with the Panthers? I'm going with the Panthers by 10 points. 
been going back and forth all week. It's yeah. tough. It really is a tough. Really for two weeks now because it keeps going on and on. And how many times can we hash the same storylines of in this football game? I'm picking Denver. Why not? Yeah, I, I want to see Peyton Manning go out on top. Give me Denver 23-20. They'll find a way. That's, I mean, it, it seems like if they do win, it's going to be a 23-20. And it'll That's be a fair prediction a, for a, a Denver win. And it'll be an improbable way. I don't really know. I if I, I just I want to see Denver win so bad. I'm hoping we can get a story about getting for Peyton Manning's career. Worth noting, out of the eight people on our Asman and Budic show staff, only one other person besides me now took Denver. So everyone is going with the Carolina, Carolina Panthers. Carolina's a heavy favorite. They are favored in the Super Bowl, and I think it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting all the way through kickoff through this whole game. Um, just um, the, the the offensive approach really for Denver. How are they going to approach this game? You know, I, I talked about it earlier. Emmanuel Sanders said today, he said, you know, they were a much different offense than we were last year. We're run heavy. We rely on the run. And I think, when have you ever heard of an offense with Peyton Manning as the quarterback rely on the run? I think that's just the evolution and really the aging of Peyton Manning. He's really a game manager. You know, he can't make the big mistake in this game. Because if he does, it's going to cost his team the game. That's how good Carolina is. They're going to have to play offensively really a perfect game. To, to win this game, they gotta really, they gotta play as crisp as they've played in a, in, in a long time. Crisper than they played offensively against New England. That, I'll tell you that. Hopefully, we get a great game. I mean, that's all you can really hope for. It's Super Bowl Fifty. It's your birthday, Dan, and obviously, both of us are really looking forward to the game. But this was fun. First podcast out in LA. Well, yeah, it was fun. It's it's, it's great it's, studio we have here. Great studio here in E One Eighteen. But again, you know, it's it's great to have the show out here. To, to be able to do, record, produce the show um, all from uh, from the apartment. It's really cool. Special thanks to Jason Wexler, our on-site assistant producer. He's helping us put us over the airwaves, helping us with uh, show research. He's helping us out all semester long. Thank you, Jason. New addition to our crew. And special thanks to Connor Weingarten, our executive producer, and Jay Chernock, our other executive producer, back, at, uh, back in Ithaca, excuse me, making sure everything's going smoothly over there, representing the Osmond Budic Show back on the Ithaca campus. And thank you to our entire staff. Thank you to our listeners. Dan, it's been a lot of fun. Happy birthday to you. Thank you very much. And let's, Can't wait for Sunday. Let's get a good game on Sunday. For for the first time of many times this semester, we're signing off right here on the Aspen Beauty Show. Enjoy the game, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Aspen and Budic Show. To keep up with the guys, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter with the handle at Aspen Budic Show. 